you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso, and yes, also your central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And yes, I was just noticing the documentary Zappa is now out, got 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, and why am I bringing that up? Well, just for those of you who aren't aware, probably quite a few of you, that central scrutinizer reference I do at the top all the time. Well, that is, of course, a reference to the classic Frank Zappa album, Joe's Garage, where Zappa himself plays the central scrutinizer throughout that great album. So there you go. I've, I've tied the knot on that particular bow. But, of course, this is Friday, so you know what that means. Later, Blake, Stark, and myself, we're going to break down the uniform reveal with Project Run Play. But you know what? Before Blake gets in here, I'm going to, st- I'm going to start off solo talking about Mississippi State, of course, previewing the Bulldogs-Tigers game tomorrow on Saturday. But you know what? Let's talk just a little bit more about the bowl situation. Again, Eli Drinkwitz assuring us that we're going to have a bowl this season for the Tigers. Gabe DeArmond this morning, who's as plugged in as anybody on the Mizzou beat, saying the same thing. He's saying basically 100% there's going to be a bowl game. So you know what? I'm happy to eat crow when I'm wrong. I'm happy to, to be wrong, especially when it's good for the Missouri Tigers. But you know what? I still pause a little bit on this thing because on his radio show this week, Coach Drinkwitz said Mizzou has around 54 to 55 scholarship players available for Saturday. And even more telling, you may not have noticed, in fact, I didn't notice this past weekend, Sean Robinson, yes, Missouri's former starting quarterback, started the first two games of the season against Alabama and Tennessee. Well, he's now third string, apparently, and he's also apparently playing on the kickoff team. Yes, that's that's how much Missouri's depth has been tested at this point. And Drinkwood says Robinson is expected to keep playing on special teams and maybe even some defense as well. Incredible. So you'll have to forgive me if I'm still a tiny bit skeptical on whether Missouri gets to that bowl game or not. But regardless, the word on the street is, is it's going to happen. And also, even further, it sounds like it's going to happen either on New Year's Day or sometime right around then in Florida, more than likely. Either the Citrus Bowl, the Outback Bowl, Outback Bowl, or what was used to know what used to be known as the Gator Bowl. I think it's now the Tax Slayer Bowl. So one way or the other, it's looking like Missouri will be playing a bowl game in Florida come New Year's Day 2021. And by the way, just quickly, Coach Drinkwitz gave Sean Robinson a lot of credit, frankly, for being a tremendous teammate this season under a really challenging circumstance. No, no quarterback likes to get benched much less how many quarterbacks are willing to say, yeah, sure, I'll slap on the helmet and go help out on the kickoff team. Good for you, Sean Robinson. That's all I'll say. That's, you know, I don't know what we've learned about you as a quarterback this season, but we've learned something about you as a man, that's for sure. So good, good on you, young man. Now moving on to the Mississippi State football game tomorrow. And, you know, the one thing that immediately stood out as I watched 
the Bulldogs' previous game against Auburn, where they lost 24-10, to is, boy, the, the cowbells down in Starkville have not dissipated whatsoever. If anything, it sounded like, well, you know how Missouri pipes in fake crowd noise at their venues this season? Well, it sounded like they were putting in extra cowbells through through the PA system because, my goodness, it didn't sound like there was a lot of social distancing between those cowbells. So prepare to be annoyed tomorrow. It can't be as bad as the cock call in South Carolina, though, right? Can it? Well, I don't know. We'll have to find out at the end of three and a half hours. But, of course, this is the inaugural season for Mike Leach in the SEC at Mississippi State. And this is certainly a good time to play this team because you can tell that Leach, his offense is eventually going to work and do what we expect it to do. But for now, they really are in phase one of their rebuild, quite clearly. Now, you're going to notice that like every Mike Leach team you can ever remember, certainly going all the way back to the Texas Tech days when Missouri and Gary Pinkle played against them fairly regularly. Well, Mississippi State is going to throw about 85% of the time. And in fact, their leading rusher this season has 170 yards on the season total in nine games. That's their leading rusher. So that gives you an idea of what type of offense this is. Now, although the running backs don't run it a lot, and if they do, it's almost always a a draw play out of the shotgun, Leach does throw it to his running backs quite a bit. That's for darn sure. Now, the thing is, when it comes to throwing the football, I definitely lean toward more of the new school, right? There's nothing wrong with throwing the football a lot. In fact, I'm all for it. But you have to be able to run when you need a yard. And State isn't there. They just simply are not there yet. So that's something to definitely watch. I think this team will move the ball between the 20s against what is definitely a banged-up Missouri defense. But at the same time, will they actually score? Will they be able to sustain drives because they don't have any short yardage and red zone ability to speak of? Oh, and hey, look what the tra- what, look at what the cat dragged in. It's my co-host, Blake Stark. You know what? We'll, we'll bring him in after the break. But first, I got to tell you about my good buddies at Coors Light because you know what? No matter what happens tomorrow during this football game, there's only one good way to get into reset mode, and that's with a cold, frosty Coors Light that's literally made to chill because you know what? Football for me... It used to be chill mode, but now it's a lot of go, 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 a lot of work, a lot of creative energy is being spent by this podcaster right here. Well, you know what? Sometimes you just want to relax and watch football. And again, no better way than with Coors Light. So just know that Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Well, Blake, I was before you walked into the studio here, I was explaining to the audience how this has very much the look of a Mike Leach offense, but not really, not necessarily the players, for sure. For instance, 
where is the Wes Welker and Danny Amendola type receiver? That's what I was waiting for. Where's the kid? Where's the former walk on from West Texas who just is five foot seven and knows how to get open? Well, clearly that's a Mike Leach style of football player. And a Tom Brady, Bill Belichick style player. Too. I was gonna, I was gonna say something if you didn't. <laughs> so yeah, eventually, eventually Leach is gonna start getting that guy for sure. And you know what? The other thing about Leach too, he's definitely Mister System quarterback for sure. He can get just about anybody into his system and get him to look okay. And I think their current quarterback, Will Rogers, is really no exception. He's a true freshman, not much of a runner. Honestly, I, I, I would left the game watching him not overly impressed but yet I'm telling you especially against a Missouri defense that is challenged by depth right now I I think they're probably going to move the football between the 20s will they actually score points and sustain drives and you know punch it in the red zone I think that's the question yeah, but is do we know for sure if Gillespie is 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 he inactive? Is he absolutely out, or is it? I haven't like heard about him. I haven't heard about him. Was it Bledsoe that one of the, I know one of the safeties. Gillespie left the game. Yeah, yeah, so against Georgia. I, I think there was. Some I actually haven't heard it. I have yet to hear hear an update on him. I'm not sure that Drinkwitz has given us any color there. Yeah, I think I read on Power Mizzou or something that they were not sure that he could play, or if okay. he, if he was going to play, he wouldn't be full strength. Then obviously we've got those depth issues at cornerback, which, right? You know, people leaving the team and people being injured. So sure, uh, they might play. Did did Drain? Did he wind up playing at all against the? I didn't notice if he had Georgia? any snaps, but I heard yeah, Chris Abrams, Drain, yeah. receiver, punt returner, had taken some reps in practice at defensive back. So that shows you where we are. Yeah, Jarvis wears out. Ishmael Burdine, who was the third man on the depth chart for basically the whole season, he's out as well. And, of course, Adam Sparks opted so out. Two true the, freshmen starting. Right. And then maybe, maybe, and, maybe a wide receiver is a backup. And well, and, that, and that's the deal against this against this air raid Mike Leach-style offense. They have four receivers in formation for 90% of their snaps probably. So – our depth is going to be challenged there, that's for sure. That's another reason another reason why I think the Bulldogs will probably move the football. So Yeah, I agree. But aren't they I believe they're last in rushing attempts in the entire country, and I think something like ten out of the last eleven seasons Mike Leach's offense does do that. Yeah, they just don't run, basically, unless they absolutely have to. Normally, he'll just throw in a draw play right. every once Tunnel in a while. Tunnel screens and things like that. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's very little the running game. Right. There's very little traditional running game in a Mike Leach offense like there's no inside outside zone nothing like that just which I've never really thought about before until this very moment but it's got to be strange to recruit linemen if you're if you're a Mike Leach team because it's like hey guess what you know what you like to do you know how you like to plow ahead and run block yeah we're not going to do that almost ever so that's kind of I remember remember back in the in the Pinkle era when we had that kind of a switch over in our offensive line philosophy and we went we went from down linemen to the standing up linemen like and they we went that whole zone blocking thing our sure. guys didn't put their hands down there they just stood there and it was right. like you just catch and redirect your and I always wondered that's got to be hard to to recruit you know some high school stud that's used to you know right. pancaking the guy across from him and you probably enjoy that aspect of football and then you just become you, you know you're almost a defensive player when right you're, when you're a, a read and react offensive lineman you know that the defense it's a player that really he's aggressing against you and trying to get past you, and you you aren't really allowed to to go at him and you know and, and be aggressive against him, which is which is weird. Yeah, so that's I mean that's a little off topic, but I had those same thoughts. Yeah, I, I can't remember having those same of, thoughts years ago when Missouri, Missouri 
experimented with it. Yeah, I can't think of any Texas Tech offensive lineman, for instance, that made the NFL or anything like that. So it's almost yes, yeah, it's, it's almost it, it could be a good thing though too, because if you're recruiting a specific type of player that maybe others aren't, maybe it's an advantage. So that's the other that's the other side of the equation. And I it guess. could be a, a thing where you can you know, maybe it's a, a way to overcome recruiting deficits sure in a way of course you know? so you're yeah you know, if you can't out muscle them you can try to redirect them or something like that i don't know um it really is interesting to think how few how dominant those offenses were at texas tech all that time am i still going no you're good all right and then uh how few guys made a big impact in the league you know other than other than you know, like you said wes welker but uh yeah they just didn't, didn't translate to the to the pro game i guess with that scheme and i don't honestly i was thinking you were when you're talking about those little receivers and did he do that in Washington State? I didn't really keep up much with, with what he was doing up there. I didn't um, either. To I know he frank. had that really good run with Minshew, but right. other than that, he was sure. you know, just kind of the same. I just assumed that he still you yeah. know, would, would get the occasional jitterbug slot-type wide receiver for sure. But no, I, I don't have a, a great example from the Cougar, from the Cougar era, the that's Cougar, for yeah. sure. Um, it's just weird. This, this whole team, you talked about this, their quarterback, and you know, he came out, and obviously he looked, like, he looked like they really had something that first game against well, LSU. Well, yeah, K.J. Costello when he started, but then he oh, got knocked okay. out a few weeks ago. So okay, now they're going, rolling with the true freshman now. But Okay, okay. Well, that's that's my bad. Right. But that, that team, this team seems like it peaked in like the first game. and they. I saw some comments from Leach – recently where he was talking about how the way this season has gone it sucked the sorry from who now from leach oh from mike leach how it you. sucked the like the joy out of college football the way the season's been managed and he's just had this miserable press conference sure. and you have to wonder well that, you have to wonder if that translates to his team like are they do they want to be doing this because I, I know our, it seems like our team is engaged and wants to win and you know and drink is all about the season and and doing the best that he can with what he's got here uh and it just seems like are they going through the motions down there? I, I don't. I don't know what the mental mindset of this Mississippi State team is. You know, it, it it felt like that watching that Auburn game last week a little bit. It did feel like a team that was kind of ready to pack it in a tiny bit. Not that they weren't trying, but just the, you know, the overall sort of emotion that you need to push through a tough football game sometimes just just didn't really seem there. The fire just felt like a sort of bloodless group at the moment. I mean, they've taken on the chin a few times. But I will say that defense, though, you know, we should talk about the Mississippi State defense a little bit. And you know what? Let's take one more break, and we'll talk about that Bulldog defense on the other side of it. And while off air there, Blake was pointing out that the Bulldogs played – the other Bulldogs, the Georgia Bulldogs, a tough game uh, defensively. And, yeah, that was one thing that may have been a bit of a red herring for me as I thought, oh, maybe Georgia's run offense maybe isn't as good as it has been in the past. But, really, I think the reality is, is Mississippi State is a really good run defense. I think that's the truth. I think they've shown that for most of the season. And what I noticed on film is they have a good run defense without having to commit a lot of bodies to the line of scrimmage or the box, or without having to blitz extra guys or anything. So, you know, I, I think Mizzou is maybe up for a challenge there, Roundtree and the rest of the group. But you know what? Ken Seals for Vanderbilt. We know what Missouri did against Vanderbilt and Ken Seals. Well, he threw for 330 yards against Mississippi State. So they should be vulnerable through the air. Hopefully Connor Bazelak and Eli will have a nice game plan. Yeah, this is a team where I think you'd like to see them come out and be aggressive vertically and try to – spread that defense get that defense back and then I think you can you have a little more you can open up things for the running game you know I don't right I don't think you want to stick around the line of scrimmage initially and 
you know, and try to run against that and throw the short passes. I think you're playing into what they what they want you to do if you are playing that kind of you know clock control right possession type of offense. And you know, just for a little more context too, it ended up being twenty four ten Auburn last week. The Bulldogs didn't even score until. It was about ten minutes left. They still had three points. Still hadn't had. Still hadn't got a touchdown. Well, they had a big kickoff return down to the Auburn thirty. They eventually punched it in for a touchdown. So that was even a short field where they got their one touchdown. I mean, if you look at the you look at the line this week, of course, Missouri's favored by one and a half points on the road. What's really revealing? Forty nine and a half is the over under. I mean, have you ever seen a Mike Leach football game that was 49 and a half, at least until this season? You know what I'm saying? Like, that just shows you where the Bulldogs are right now. I, I can't think that Missouri's ever played in a Mike Leach football game. I, I that promise was, they have. That was under 49. I promise those are, you. you man, those were not. always fun. Yeah. No, they really were. And those were entertaining football games. Missouri was uh, fortunate to be, th- I think they were 3-1 and one in the Pinkle era. I could be wrong against uh, against Leach. But. Brad Smith's probably most memorable game. Uh, or, uh, statistically, or performance-wise, I think, was against I was going to say, maybe the most eye-popping statistical game for yeah. him came against Leach, for sure. So uh, A lot of people, there was a lot of, I don't think there was any smoke inside the, the our department to, to hire Leach during the, the coaching search, but I know there was a lot of kind of sentiment in the fan base and sure. certain people right. wanted Leach, and, and he is attractive with, you know, his, his personality is kind of, you know, it's, he's cantankerous, and you kind, right. of like, you kind of like that as a football coach. Um, you know, he kind of does his own thing. He's a renegade or whatever, um, but I, I had no desire to have him be the coach. Like, I, I don't I don't want that to be my football team, but I do enjoy that he's in the conference now. Right, he's entertaining, no yeah, doubt about I that. I like listening to him talk. I like watching. You know, if, if I turn on a, you know, it used to be, you know, you're just watching football on a Saturday. Well, I will watch a Texas Tech versus somebody game because it it was entertaining. Sure, it's good, good, you know, it's fun to watch. And the same way having him in the SEC, and I like playing against him. It seems like you know that his scheme for whatever reason has not been super effective against us, but it's fun to watch him light up. You know. Occasionally, you know, occasionally they'd light up Oklahoma or maybe, maybe we'll Kansas. Get, of yeah, course, maybe we'll get to see Mississippi State light up Alabama someday. I mean, that'll be right. fun. That'll be fun to watch, and you know, it'll piss Leach off or piss Saban off to right. lead to Leach, and Leach will say some some things. So that kind of stuff would be fun. But um, no, I, I I didn't ever want him to be the coach, but I, I do. I am looking forward to this matchup going sure. forward. Sure, I would have been okay with. I would have been pretty happy if Mike Leach would have been hired. But you know what? I'm happier with Eli just because. I don't know. I just feel like there is a there is a certain ceiling to what Mike Leach does. Even though what he does, he does it really, really, really well. It just seems like eventually he'll he'll top out at you know nine and three, ten and three. And he then, has two double digit win seasons in twenty years as a head coach. He had sure. one at Texas Tech and he had the one at Washington. So State, I think so. I think his floor is really high. Like yeah. you're never going to be bad for certainly for more than a season or two. But yeah, I don't know that you're ever going to reach the heights that I think. Drinkwitz can possibly get to not not a prediction I just think he has a higher ceiling at Missouri than Leach would so ultimately I'm with you and you know what since we brought up the line one and a half Mizzou I'm actually feeling pretty good about that now all of a sudden what do you think yeah yeah I would I would lay those pretty confidently it it seems low to me I think it's it's probably a reaction to the you know the roster thinness right that we've got just based on issues. pure motivation it just seems like Mizzou has more to play for here I mean that you know Mississippi State has had an okay season, but they've they're two they have two wins, I believe, you know, one win since that opening week against LSU. So 
I, I don't know. I just can't. That can't be the best locker room at the moment. Yeah, and with the way Leach has been talking, it seems like right. it's kind of over with. And right, I mean, I think he's kind of ready to move on with the season. It feels yeah. like. I, I think this. I think this team really wants to get to six wins. I think six wins is a, is really kind of a just a high. It's just a a marker that that they want to hit. I mean, it's a winning it's a, season. A winning season yeah. in in a strictly SEC season when a lot of a lot of people thought that they might not get more than two wins sure and they're trying to figure out where the second win was going to come from like you beat vandy and maybe you steal one somewhere else and you said six wins in the preseason and i'm trying to find somebody else who said that out there on the z beat i mean honestly i didn't see anybody who said that other than you so props yeah i said there i mean i said i don't think i predicted a hard six wins but i did i did think it the, the opportunity right. was there right because i i just thought that i thought the drink would do what he what he has done from a coaching standpoint like the recruiting and everything is that's it's going that's going even better than I expected it to. Sure, I didn't know how quickly he could turn around or how you know how that guy necessarily if he was going to be charismatic yeah. enough to bond with these kids and get everything going like he has. But that's been even better than I expected. But I I did expect him to be a good game coach and to and to use what he had more effectively than we had been doing it previously. Yeah, and and his you know just that you keep going back to that stat where I think in his career he's what is he. Eight and zero in in one score games, or something crazy like that. He's like he's and he's only been head coach it's for eight. two seasons. Yeah, it's, it's eight now. You're right, but uh-huh. that's a, that's an insane stat. That and that speaks to a guy that's just aware of the situation in the game and doing what you need to do to win a football game, right? And making the right decisions. So he's been doing that, and I think, I mean, he's gotten a lot out of this team, and I'm I'm, I'm really encouraged by it. No, with, without a doubt, and. uh yeah, I'm really encouraged about it too. But you know what? Since I brought up Kansas earlier, you shouldn't be encouraged if you're a Kansas fan at all. And you know what? I just realized. Oh, I guess I guess that we're already there. I was going to say one more week. We're almost to an O. Where we got one more game, we'll get another O and ten Kansas campaign. But I think they're done. I just looked. They, I guess they had a game canceled or something. Yeah, or, they, they canceled their last game. And did, did you hear the stat that they because they canceled that game? If they had lost that game. They would have been the first team in NCAA football history to lose a hundred games in ten years. Oh, so, so close, close. <laughs> so, so close. close. Oh, that is that is deeply disappointing. But yeah, I had another. I think ninety nine is still the record, but I mean, a hundred is such a such a nice, beautiful round nice number. number. No, it really is, and uh, yeah, it divides nicely into tens. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> that really is. Well, I have another stat for you. Kansas joins Rutgers, Duke, Syracuse. And Vanderbilt as the only teams that are ranked a hundred or above in S and P plus. So that's how terrible Kansas is. Just a little little context for you there. And hey, quickly, Project Run Play. We got rid of the block M after what five or six consecutive weeks going with the the stormtrooper look as people online like to call it. But yeah, back to the power tiger. I don't know. It's a strong look. What do you think? Oh, I think it, it looks great. It's uh, it's particularly like striking in contrast. To the All Blacks that we've had for the you know the past month, I think. Yeah, uh, and I, yeah, I guess we just Last that, three games. That anyway. Georgia game did not go at all how we wanted, so right. we are doing a total about face on the on the uniform. We're going white on white on white. We're going back to the Power Tiger. I like it. Yeah. No, I, I like the. It sounds silly, but uh, I've always liked the idea of. I don't know if you uh, have a bad golf outing or something change your hat or your glove or something i don't know it, obviously it doesn't really make any difference but psychologically eh, who knows who knows what goes on in the I subconscious I, I wish i had enough money to have extra clubs yeah right like, get a new driver that thing <laughs> that thing's not working yeah right uh, it's 
Mississippi State, they do all white on the road typically, right? Aren't they? Yeah, They're usually quite all white a bit. On the road, so. Yeah, I think they wear the uh, maroon pants too, but I, I think they wear the all white some too, for sure. I kind of, I'd like kind of to go down there sometime. I don't know what Stark Vegas maybe. Yeah, but I know it's, I know it's like a. It seems to me like it's one you of those. Create your own it, Stark it's, Vegas. It's like a Oklahoma State type trip or like an Iowa State type trip, just like that kind of grimy. Like they used to make the the grimy trip to Manhattan or whatever in the old Big Twelve days. Right. I think Mississippi State has kind of got that that vibe for well, me. Everybody likes a good dive bar. What's wrong with a dive town? <laughs> right. It's just the whole town's a dive. Then it's got to be awesome, right? What the heck? Yeah, so, we drove by it on the way to New Orleans. Like <laughs> it's like ten minutes over there. Yeah, it's not worth the drive. Yeah, we're, but we're, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Keep yeah. going. We don't need to see the football stadium that bad. It'll be okay. Well. You know what, Blake? It's too bad we don't have a basketball game tonight. But oh, what man. the heck? Hopefully we'll get one more game scheduled because I'd like to have more than one before we play Tennessee, start yeah. up the old SEC season, wouldn't you? But Yeah, those kind of like midweek surprise games are kind of fun they're doing it now. Like, you know, SLU got that NC State game that popped up and they played it in two days. That'd be kind of fun to do that. But I'm, I'm jonesing real bad. I mean, after that Bragg and Rights win, this team's playing so well. I know. I've been to one game so far. We've only had two home games. We were supposed to have one tonight. I was going to miss that one because it's my wife's birthday. So, yeah, I'm like, it's going to be SEC play, and I will have seen one, maybe two games in person. What what a what a perfect way to cap off a weird t- 2020, I suppose. So, I don't know. I think that'll do. You got any other thoughts before we get out of here? I think that'll about wrap it up for us right here on Locked on Mizzou. So, we'll see you guys next time. And for Blake Stark, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.